I keep getting the question on, on my social medias like, yo, when are you doing the live music reviews? When are you doing the live podcast recordings again? And the answer is soon, very, very soon. I don't have a specific date yet, but I know it's going to be soon, right? Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. What's up, people? We are back for another podcast episode. This one is a little different because... It's not live. Like, it's literally just me sitting in the studio talking to myself in a really cool way called podcasting. So, listen, man, I had to check in and catch up and kind of fill you in on what's been going on. I know I haven't uploaded an episode in a while. It's probably been, shoot, what, like a month and a half or almost close to two months. And I think I told y'all this for if I just so happen to go ghost all of a sudden, it's probably because my wife had the baby. So there was some time where we kind of took off to prepare for the baby coming. And during that time, the baby actually ended up coming. So super excited. So officially, we have had our baby boy. Super excited. He's, you know, during the time of recording this podcast, he's a little over a month now. I've been trying to get him some applications for jobs because he's drinking so much milk, but nobody will, will hire him for whatever reason. So, but yeah, it's been super exciting. You know, lack of sleep grind for sure. We are up every two to three hours. Well, mostly three hours. He's been sleeping a little bit better than our first, our first son. And that dude was up like every hour and a half, two hours. It was torture. Let me tell you, but this dude, he's been allowing us to get some decent sleep, still tired, more tired than usual, but we're able to get through it. So no complaints there. He's healthy. Wife is healthy. You know, just getting adjusted to balancing two kids. Our first one, he's a toddler. He's three years old. So that's a challenge in itself. And then adding another newborn to it, you know, it adds a different dynamic to the family. So we're getting adjusted to that, figuring out our schedules again. So it's been fun, man. So that's what we've been doing. We've been raising a new human being in our house, adjusting to the new schedule and just kind of reliving the whole newborn experience again. So super cool stuff. So that's happened. That's why I've been gone. That's why I will probably continue to be a little, a little distant as far as the live streams. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. But we're slowly getting back to it, slowly getting back to that consistent schedule to where my wife and I are going back full throttle into our businesses and things like that. So let's talk about some things that have happened since I've been gone. Man, it's been crazy. Like I've, I, I still I've still been working in some way, shape or form, like even though I haven't been doing the live streams and things like that and kind of just kind of scale back a little bit on content creation you know there's been some stuff that's been going out still but that's stuff that i've made a long time ago so man let's talk about this writing camp that i've been a part of so a publisher i work with bmg production music they reached out to me and this was some time before this was this was before we had the baby maybe like a month before 
and they had reached out to me about participating in a writing camp for Paramount. Paramount, they've been, I guess, going around to different publishers, putting on these writing camps specifically for Sync, specifically for Paramount content. They have a streaming service and, you know, everything pretty, I think like Viacom and Paramount, it's all kind of connected. It's all like the same thing or whatever. So it's a lot of content being created. That's why people ask me, yo, is Sync saturated? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, these companies need so much music. It's crazy. So they asked me to be a part of this writing camp. And, you know, I was just like, absolutely. Like, that's a great opportunity. So <clears throat> as we got closer to, you know, during the time I said yes, our our son's due date was, I, I want to say it was like the end of April. And we thought he was going to come early, like like our first kid. So he's like, cool. Like, if he comes by April, the writing camp wasn't set to kick off until May. Like, I want to say, like, the first week of May. And so we was just like, man, like, he'll probably be here. That'll be done. We'll be getting settled back in. We'll be good. So I was just like, yeah, absolutely. So as we got closer to his due date, dude was just, like, he wasn't coming. Like, my wife could feel it. She was just like, it's just, he's not coming. Like, this dude is just chilling. Like, we'll probably do the full term. And uh, it started getting just close to due date to where we was just like, man, like, it's a possibility he could come in the middle of this writing camp, right? Now, luckily, it was kind of like a hybrid. So we had the option to use the studio, BMG studio out in LA to work, or we could do virtual sessions, which most of them, I believe, were vir virtual sessions. And they, they would team us up with team a producer up with a writer slash artist. And the goal was to crank out, crank out at least, you know, two records per team. And it's kind of break broken up week by week. And then we had like, you know, sessions and stuff where we just kind of work out and collaborate and schedule and, and just knock out as much music as possible for this camp. So luckily it was, you know, I didn't have to go to LA to be able to do this. I was able to, you know, kind of create here in my home studio and then send music off to the writers and just kind of go from there. So it's been cool. I'm still, honestly, I'm still in the middle of it. Week one started. Oh, so let's go back. Like, so it was getting super close. So my wife had went in, she had like a checkup or whatever. And pretty much her blood pressure got like, it was getting pretty high and they didn't want to risk her having preeclampsia and, you know, being at risk for seizures and things like that. So it was just like, yo, we got it. Like I was at the house, I was at the house with, with Trey and we were hanging out while she was at the appointment. Then she hit me up. She was like, yo, they said we're about to go into labor because they didn't want her to get to the point to where she could start having seizures, which is, that's just not good. You don't want that. So, yeah. So I think that was like the 28th, April 28th. So it was like a couple days before his actual due date. But it kind of worked out because, you know, everything, she was able to be healthy and have a healthy delivery and the delivery went super smooth. Like it was a lot quicker than the first one, but man, yeah. So we made it. So we had the baby. I was able to get back home in time to, you know, to start the camp with BMG and Paramount. And we just kind of juggled our schedules to kind of make that work. It was pretty cool because it's virtual. So it's just like, you know, 
we had the in-laws in town, so they were around helping out with the toddler, which was a huge help, and we were just able to kind of get it done. So week one was literally like right when we came back from the hospital. Week one of the camp started that following week because we came back on the weekend and then camps, the week one started and it was dope. Yeah, so I ended up knocking out two records and ended up, the writer I was originally paired with, something happened to where he couldn't do it or something. So I ended up pulling in a few writers that I know to help me knock out a few songs. And we knocked out a few. One one song was a song we already we did this song years ago with my guy, Ali J, and I hit him up. I was just like, yo, like, let's, we did the song for artists originally. Nothing ever happened with that. That's kind of how that goes. So I was just like, yo, like, let me go in, reproduce the music and kind of give this song a different vibe and, and, and let's pitch it to Paramount. So we did that. I went in, reproduced some stuff. I just got notes back on this song, like literally last night. So there's some things that they want to change because it is really is really R&B-ish, like super R&B, just straight R&B. But they want it. They want it to have more kind of euphoria vibes and stuff. So I'm going to go in into the mix and kind of do some different things and, and see if I can push the limit more on that track. So it's not as straight R&B, but kind of have more of a you know, more of the ambient vibe that that Euphoria records kind of kind of give off. So. So, yeah, so I got some notes back. Very minor things, honestly, man, like the the first round, you know, week one was like, you know, to, to produce version ones. And then week two, everything was kind of due. Or I think it was like, yeah, the week two or like the end of week two, everything was kind of due as far as the first versions. And then after that, we send it to BMG. BMG sends it to Paramount. Paramount sends notes back. And then I just got some notes back this this past week. So very, very simple things to kind of go in and fix. So I'm really, really excited that, you know, we were able to kind of knock the songs out the way we did and the time that we did and them be pretty pleased with it. And the, the dope thing about the situation is, even though we're in a writing camp with Paramount, these songs are still going to be ingested in BMG's catalog, and then they can still pitch it to other clients and things like that. But just having some music in, in Paramount's catalog is dope because we know they create a ton of content, you know, that we have the possibility to to get our hands on. So it's been a dope experience, man. So Week one was really cool because they allowed us to hop on Zoom calls with team at Paramount. So we had, you know, BMG people on the call. We had Paramount people on the call. And literally, like, the music supervisor from Paramount is literally telling us, yo, this is what works. This is what we want. Literally, they're, just, they're giving you the keys. Like, they're... And I tell people all the time, like, yo, sync licensing is straightforward because a lot of times they tell you exactly what they want. You know, whether or not you're disciplined enough to get out of your own way and not do what you want to do or what you feel is needed, but just literally giving them what they want, what they ask for lyrically. It just makes, it just makes, it makes everything easy. So that was super dope to get that insight. 
Yo, if you're serious about your music business, then you should know how important it is to have an email list so you can stay in touch with your fans, your followers, and customers. The problem is a lot of these email services charge you more and more the more subscribers subscribe to your list. Well, I found a solution and it's called Flowdesk and you get unlimited subscribers for one price. And that price, I don't it's not even $40. Like it's mad cheap, yo. You get automatic list cleaning. It's a simple, easy to use platform that makes it easy to send out email campaigns campaigns and it's all for one fee every month the same fee you just keep paying the same price no matter how many subscribers you get so listen today i want to give you 50 percent off your subscription to flow desk just go to clintproductions.com slash flow desk that's clintproductions.com forward slash f-l-o-d-e-s-k once again that's clintproductions.com slash flow desk flow without the w just f-l-o now go build that email list back to the show they talked about the endings and and making sure songs aren't fading fading out or making sure the song doesn't end abruptly to where you didn't naturally let that symbol finish ringing out and things like that or lyrically they gave us notes on you know topics that that are popular topics such as being on top you know winning living life the good life party good vibes things like that empowerment themes you know they gave us tips on not being super specific all the way down to <clears throat> songs about love or relationships like not even mentioning what kind of relationship it is like if you write a song about love or loving someone or a song about relationship is it broad enough to where it could be taken as a friendship relationship, you know, a romantic relationship or a business relationship? You know what I'm saying? Like just super broad to where it's like, man, this could fit for so many things, not just a romantic relationship or romantic love, but it could be a family love. It can be a love between a, a father and a son. It could be a love between whatever you know what i mean but just keeping things super broad so it was great to to get that insight directly from music supervisors over at paramount and um, yeah them just giving us the keys man and just telling us yo like have fun be creative do what you do within these guidelines and yeah it was dope so i got some edits to kind of go in and finish up i'll probably be working on that today because they want these version twos in by the end of the week so i'll be doing that in the midst of all of this i had another album that i finished producing i think i finished that up around the top of the year like the end of like the end of 2021 but i did a, a production music album for west one music group which just dropped recently it's called what was it dramedy dramedy beats so we did that i think i did about I did about seven tracks for that. This was like an instrumental album. Excuse me. And that was dope. I had fun making that. I used a lot of string stuff from Native Instruments. Really dope album to work on. So that just dropped. Excited to see where that ends up and, you know, where it gets used. There were a couple other composers on there. So shout out to the West One Music Group team for allowing me to be a part of that. It came out really dope. Love the the way the mixes sound on those. So that dropped. So now that's out there about to, to work for us. Yeah. And then I also found out that this podcast, the Music Is My Business podcast, has reached over 11,000 podcast downloads. Like, that's insane, man. Like, I appreciate you, like, you listening right now. I appreciate you listening to all of these podcast episodes, listen to me ramble about 
music business and licensing and production and all of that stuff because it shows me that I'm giving you something of value. I'm giving you something that can actually help you on your journey and not just sitting up here talking about nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like everything I do, my purpose is to make sure it's helping you, to make sure it's pushing you forward, making sure it's inspiring you entertaining you or educating you in some way shape or form so that's my goal in everything i do whether it's you know hopping on instagram put posting videos on youtube here on the pod you know that's always the goal is to help you help you you know reach the goals that you're trying to reach so shout out to you for listening i really appreciate it be sure to you know if you're enjoying this podcast make sure you what do you do the rating thing make sure you review it on like apple podcast google podcast spotify wherever you listen to the podcast make sure you leave a review and a comment and just talk about it and share it with other people who you know could use this information because that goes a long way sharing is free sharing is caring <laughs> so Shout out to you, man. I really appreciate that. Man, what else What else has, has happened during this time? Yo, okay, so let's talk about this. I, for those who don't know, I built a custom computer for my studio. It's called a Hackintosh. So for those who don't know what a Hackintosh is, it's pretty much a custom-built PC with specific parts that are compatible with the Mac OS so that I can still use Mac OS. So it's like a Mac, but it's with PC parts. So we call it a Hackintosh. So I've been using that for probably, I don't know, about six years now. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but <clears throat> been using it for a while and it's been cool. It's been a dope machine, but <laughs> with it being a Hackintosh, man, when it comes to updating certain things, it can really be a hassle. It can really be it can be time consuming, you know, because you go through a whole series of troubleshooting, why stuff isn't working, this and that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of it. So Apple released their Mac Studio. And I was like, App, finally, Apple, like you release something made for the pro user that doesn't cost a million dollars. So I was all for that. So I upgraded the main system in the studio to an actual Mac again. So I went back to Mac. That rhymes. That's a bar. So I went back to Mac. So I got a Mac Studio. Which one did I get? I think I got the got the Max, the M1 Max chip. The thing is a beast. Like, it's a beast. I was having issues on the Hackintosh. I was having a couple issues. I was having having issues when I do tutorials through Ecamm, you know, when I'm recording on my video and I'm doing transitions. Transitions were like wonky and it was just like skippy and it was trash. So I was just like, that's annoying. Streams kept crashing. I don't know if that was due to my computer, if that was due to Ecamm. I know I blamed Ecamm a lot for those issues, but probably was my computer. Another issue, I started having issues in Logic Pro. Y'all know, like I'm team Logic all day. And if Logic is not working, like we got something, something's got to change. So I was having issues where Logic would just lock up on me. I would be bouncing out tracks. It happened to me on uh, when I was working on the West One album that that just dropped. I was trying to bounce out stems and the thing would just freeze on the bounce. And like it just took me way too long to finish and get files out. Like I was still meeting deadlines, but, you know, not knowing when your software is going to act right is not something you really want to risk, especially in the, the TV film space when turnarounds are super, super quick. 
So I was just like, man, what? I think it's time to go ahead and and upgrade you know, to a newer system. I love what Apple is doing as far as you know, the M1 chip and beyond and just their continuity. I mean, I had everything Apple, like you know, iPad, iPhone, Mac Studio, and like all of these devices, they just work well together and the continuity game is on point. So you know, being a creative and creating so much content and music, being able to have all these devices communicate seamlessly is really important to me. So I went and I got another Mac. So hopefully I'll be good for another six years. <laughs> so I don't have to upgrade the Mac anytime soon. I have the, the M1 iPad. So that thing is fast. I just need them to unlock the power in this thing because it's not being used. So yeah. So upgraded the computer. That was, it wasn't as rocky as i thought you know i had to go through some some plugins and update some plugins and i had to like pay for some i had to like update the update subscription on some stuff so that ended up costing extra money like up, upgrading is just a pain sometimes but it had to be done so ended up doing that but for the most part like my sounds and plugins are working once i got them updated to the newest version you know had a couple glitches here and there but nothing crazy i still kept i still have my hackintosh on standby just in case something just goes south but i've been using this machine now for for a few weeks and it's been pretty stable i've done all of the the tracks for the writing camp has been all done on the the m1 so far between pro tools and logic so Everything is working and, and, you know, I'm able to to get everything out. So I'm not mad at that. Definitely had to expand my, my storage because I do a lot of video content. So I ended up getting I ended up getting like an external drive bay with like five drives. And I set it up as like a I, th I did like a raid five to make sure everything is kind of backed up on each drive. So I had to do that and, you know, transfer some stuff because I had a bunch of had a bunch of internal drives in the Hackintosh, which is why I kind of built it so I can expand it however I want it. So I had like multiple drives in that joint, SSDs, regular hard drives, just for storage. So I had to do something to take all those drives out and put them into something. So I got that, you know, that enclosure to throw those drives in and, and have more space for videos and stuff like that. So I was doing that. Yeah. So that's what's been going on man i keep getting the question on, on my social media is like yo when are you doing the live music reviews when are you doing the live podcast recordings again and the answer is soon very very soon i don't have a specific date yet but i know it's going to be soon right right now we've just been really trying to figure out what schedule is going to work for my wife and i because you know she has a business i have a business we have kids, we have a family, so we're trying to figure out and maneuver, you know, what's the best schedule for us so that we can both get what we need to get done, personal life and the business life. One of the biggest problems I see producers have when trying to get into sync licensing is not knowing the steps to take in order to get that set up and started. So I created a super simple, easy, free six-step guide to help you get started so you know the exact steps you need to take so you can start getting your music placed in TV and film. Go ahead, go to clintproductions.com slash six steps to download that free guide. Again, it's clintproductions.com slash the number six steps, clintproductions.com slash six 
steps, download your free six-step guide and get started today, like right now. Like, let's go. Like, what, what are we waiting for? That's what we're doing now. We're just kind of trying things out, seeing what works. And then, you know, we've been having to switch sometimes. Like, you know, one day it's just like, okay, yo, we got we to gotta do something completely different. And then depending on how she's feeling, we just got to switch things up. So I don't want to start something and then have to keep, you know, moving shifting you guys around and giving you different days and dates and times and like i want to make sure we have pretty solid day and time where we can meet on a consistent basis so you guys know exactly when to expect me on these streams and on these reviews because i know we have a good time so i want to make sure you know we come back and then we come back and we're able to do it uh, consistently again so very very soon we're gonna lock in something lock in the day lock in the time um, so we can get those started back up man because i miss them like they're fun man the music reviews hearing so so much dope music and then the you know just being live having that live interaction with you guys is super dope so that will be coming back soon so definitely stay locked in for those definitely got some dope people i want to bring on the podcast as well to kind of give you guys some value so something to definitely look forward to so I want to leave you with this thought. And if you hear random baby noises, it's because literally I have a baby right next to the mic. But I came across the post on IG and it was talking about how long it takes for an apple tree to grow, let alone bear fruit. You know, I think it was something, something around six years. Don't quote me on it, but it takes a while. It takes so long that if a person planted a seed and they didn't know and they didn't understand that it took roughly six years for that tree to actually grow and, and turn into an apple tree, they would probably give up and think, oh, this this doesn't work. It's not working. I planted the seed. I waited a few months. I waited a year. I waited a couple years. I waited three years, but nothing happened. And it's because they didn't know it takes more than three years it takes six years it takes more than three months it takes more than a couple of weeks and because they weren't patient they missed out on reaping the fruits of sowing that seed or they just stopped sowing more seeds to grow more trees and then six years later they could add a bunch of apple trees sink licensing is the same way no one can tell you exactly how long it takes for you to get your first licensing deal your first tv placement how long it takes to get your first royalty check, right? It just, nobody can tell you that. Nobody knows. There's no set time, right? And if we did know, I know if I knew, man, like, you know, like, I, I mean, I didn't give up, fortunately, but there's a lot of people who they put in a few months of work and then they have the indicators there that they're on the right track. And those what those, what those indicators can look like is, a library saying yes to your music and actually signing some music. An indicator could be the fact that somebody reached out to use your music for something. Or an indicator could be you licensed some stock music on Pond5.com. You know, somebody bought, purchased something. That means you're on the right track. That means you're creating something that people need. You know, a library is not going to sign music that they don't need. But if you give up too quick, after sowing those seeds, after giving libraries music and sitting and waiting to see if they get placed first before making new music, then you don't know how long you could potentially be waiting. And then by the time those seeds actually mature into actual TV and film placements, you've wasted 
potentially years of time when you could have been creating more and submitting more and then landing more TV placements, you stopped because you simply didn't know how long it, it and you didn't wait for that seed to actually grow. So I say that to say, I know how challenging it is when you start this process of getting your music placed on TV because I've been through it. You know, I put in years of work, years of research, years of trial and error, years of bumping my head until I figured it out. And then even after I figured it out, it was still a year before I started seeing TV placements, at least a solid couple. So I know how that is in the beginning stages. But if you keep your head down and and take the small steps and just keep working and keep sowing those seeds believing that they will eventually mature into actual TV placements and just look for the indicators. Look for the library saying yes to your music. Look for the people complimenting on your music and how good the mix sounds. Look for those small wins that add up to the bigger picture and the bigger end goal and keep going, keep pushing because you don't know. No time limit on success. It may happen three months for somebody. It may happen in six months for somebody. It may happen six years for somebody. But it can happen if you continue to put the work in. You continue to improve on the areas that need to improve. You know, if you avoid the mistakes that a lot of producers make when trying to to get their music placed in TV and film, it can definitely happen. If it happened for me, it can definitely happen for you. If it can happen for all of, well, not all, but if it can happen for a portion of the students that are enrolled in the Roll to 10 Placements course, if it can happen for producers that I've mentored, if it can happen for producers who I, I didn't mentor or gave them the course, but literally them just listening and, and, and checking out and watching the content, going and taking action off of those nuggets alone, and then seeing TV placements, seeing licensing deals. And I know for sure it can happen for you. You know, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you're not locked in and dedicated to to reaching your goal. So I just said that to encourage you because it's interesting how long it takes for an apple tree to actually grow and not to give up, man. It doesn't mean you didn't plant the seed in the right place. It doesn't mean you didn't plant the right seed. It doesn't mean you didn't do any. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong. It just means you just have to continue to wait and work at the same time. So listen, if you need a blueprint, and you need to know step by step exactly what to do to go from zero placements to your first 10 TV placements, then I've updated, completely updated my Road to 10 Placements course. We're on Road to 10 Placements 2.0, 100% video. It's on a completely new platform. I threw some, some new gems and some bonus videos in there, just jam-packed full of information that can change your situation, you know? So if you don't know where to start, that's where you start. Just go to RoadTo10Placements.com. That's Road to the number 10 placements.com to enroll today. I think we're at like 266 students that have, have enrolled in the new Road to 10 Placements course. That's not counting everyone who has the original one. And it just excites me to see people shoot me a DM like, yo, I just got just signed my first licensing deal with ABC publisher or just landed my first TV placement on Hulu or just landed my first TV placement on MLB network on VH1 on MTV like that gets me super excited because it shows me that there's people out there who don't make excuses and take action the information works there's no question there. there's no question that everything I'm teaching you works I know it works because I did it myself and I literally wrote down everything I did 
And then I gave it to other producers. They did it and then got placements and seen success with it. So there's no question on if it works. The question is if you will work. So go to RoadTo10Placements.com and roll today. Use the discount code PODCAST20 to take 20% off because you're dope and you helped me get to 11,000, over 11,000 podcast downloads. So I really appreciate that. But I hope it helps you keep me posted on your progress. Shoot me a DM if you get that first licensing deal, that first placement on IG at Clint Music. I want to hear about it, man. That stuff, it amps me up, man, just to see people winning and seeing people put their music to work, get it off their hard drives, put it to work and find a way to monetize it and be heard. So super dope stuff, man. But that's all I have. Just wanted to catch up, check in with everybody, let you guys know that the family is good and healthy. We got a new baby boy and we going to be back on the grind, giving you guys this dope information real soon. So definitely stay locked in. We're not slowing down over here. So man, appreciate it. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.